I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. So last month we told you that the price of Bitcoin is soaring. because bitcoin bulls are swelling with hope that sooner or later the american market regulator is going to approve an exchange traded fund or etf for bitcoins and dear listeners it has happened bitcoin has made its big wall street debut on wednesday the securities and exchange commission or the sec of the us approved 11 applications for bitcoin etfs which were filed by big asset management companies such as blackrock fidelity and invesco if you are a crypto believer then i guess many congratulations to you but if you're a crypto clueless i guess it's time for you to go learn the abc's of digital currencies but anyway the most fun part of the entire development was that even when the market regulator greenlit listing and trading of bitcoin etfs it did so kind of begrudgingly gary gensler who is the current chair of the sec made it very clear that the government body has not approved or endorsed bitcoin and investors should not throw caution to the wind nevertheless the expectation is that a whole lot of money is going to flow into these funds pushing the price of bitcoin even higher and there are two factors involved in this number 1 unlike crypto an etf is a very popular mainstream investment product as the intelligencer noted people trust etf because they are simple to buy and sell nearly instantly The second factor is that the companies involved here are credible household names. For instance, BlackRock is the world's largest asset manager. Now taking both these factors into consideration, investing in a Bitcoin ETF is far easier and relatively safer for everyday investors than buying Bitcoin directly. And as an analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence told the intelligencer, quote, "Bitcoin ETF is a bridge between the crypto underworld and the baby boomers of America who have a lot of money." End quote. So that's the deal. Americans can now safely bet on Bitcoin, which also makes me wonder if India's regulated markets may also follow suit and allow trading of Bitcoin ETFs. Now that would be ideal for India's crypto enthusiasts, especially since the Indian government has effectively banned them from investing in foreign crypto exchanges. ETFs have one advantage, though. Unlike cryptocurrencies, ETFs are not unfamiliar to Indian regulators. as investment instruments they already exist in the indian market motilal oswal for instance has an etf that tracks the nasdaq 100 index invesco which has got the approval for a bitcoin etf already manages a gold etf in india the only question then is whether sebi will be comfortable with bitcoin as the underlying asset to discuss these possibilities we have with us sharan nayar he is the co-founder of a bengaluru based firm brown rice capital which assists family office and institutions in investing in crypto so sharan what do you think now that bitcoin etfs are trading in american markets will we also see bitcoin etfs trading in indian markets in the near future now the kind of effect that it has on indian uh, policy makers and indian enthusiasts in terms of second order the reason why i say that is a second order is because while we will not see any immediate um, effect of that at least in the policy part of india but what it does is that it kind of builds more confidence amongst the regulators about how to look at this asset class because we look at 
in the US market for guidance in terms of uh, how new investment instruments are generally introduced in the market. So this is a good uh, precursor to that. And uh, what this would do is that the Indian regulators would start looking at this more seriously and um, would soon be like looking to enact something similar. But I really don't think that anything is going to happen immediately or even in the next one year, say, for example. So, so that's what I think it is. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Anaswini, and this is the Deep Dive for 12th January, 2024. We have dug up all that the land has to give. Now, I guess it is time to mine what the water side. Looks like Norway is the first country to give a green signal to go hunting for minerals such as lithium, scandium and cobalt in the deep sea. Despite warnings from scientists and environmentalists, on Tuesday, Norway's parliament approved a bill to allow deep sea mining. This proposal will open up nearly 281,000 kilometers, which is roughly the size of Italy or the UK, to deep sea mining. This is all international waters, but most of it technically falls under Norwegian jurisdiction. As per reports, the government isn't allowing private companies to start drilling immediately. But this is the plan. A select number of companies will send unmanned robotic equipments to get down to the ocean floor and bring up potato-sized rocks which contain rare metals. If companies find enough of those rare metals in their underwater operations, Norway will industrially start drilling its seabed, which is a contentious plan. But Norway's energy minister believes this can be done ethically. He said in a statement, and I'm reading it out, I strongly believe that our seabed mineral resources can be extracted responsibly as long as they are profitable to recover. End quote. But why this interest in deep sea mining? Well, Norway is in search of a new way to turn profits. So far, it has become one of the wealthiest nations on earth by drilling oil and gas reserves in its waters off its coast. But as the world gradually shifts its gear towards renewable energy, revenue from oil is going to decline. And that is why Norway now wants to extract lithium and cobalt from its seabeds, which are critical for green technologies, such as EVs and their batteries, solar panels, wind turbines, etc. If it succeeds, deep-sea mining will become the new way for the Scandinavian country to sustain its economy. But Norway isn't alone. As the New York Times noted, Japan also has plans to begin industry-scale deep-sea mining before the end of this decade. The Japanese government claims that the area of sea that it is targeting has enough cobalt to meet Japan's demand for 88 years, which may be true. Oceans might be littered with metals that we need to transition to green energy. But, and this is a big but, industrial drilling of seabeds also has the potential to permanently damage the aquatic ecosystems. Mining of the seabed for sure will cause noise and vibration alongside light pollution. And as a direct consequence of it, aquatic species found in deep waters, which so far have evolved without direct interference from humans, may become the collateral damage for our so-called green future. In fact, we can't even ascertain what will happen to aquatic animals if we start drilling their habitat, because we don't even know about most of them. Let me give you an example. Last July, a team of scientists discovered 5,000 new species living in the clarion Clipperton zone of the Pacific Ocean, which is targeted by deep-sea mining firms. 
and another study which looked at Japan's drilling tests showed that the populations of animals dipped where seabed was dug out. If Norway is going to go ahead with a controversial proposal, several countries like the UK, Sweden, Ireland and EU countries are calling for a ban or a pause on deep sea mining. So Norway's move is likely to put it at odds with the other nations. Also, can we dash away the possibility that mining of deep sea may also inadvertently lead to leak of harmful chemicals in the water? Moreover, the globe hasn't even come up with effective guidelines to regulate global sea mining efforts. In a way, it's a circular loop. To escape climate change caused by burning fossil fuels, we are ready to drill seabeds, which may then lead to other disasters. But proponents of deep sea mining claim that collecting minerals from the seabed is less damaging to the environment than digging out lands. And before we sign off for the week, here is our third segment, One Last Thing, where we bring you an offbeat story that you won't find in the headlines. The whole is there life beyond earth question has been humanity's eternal curiosity, right? And yes, I'm talking about our obsession with the whole possibility of aliens existing. But undoubtedly, if you're talking about being hooked on aliens and UFOs, then the US seems to be in a league of its own. So much so, according to the Wall Street Journal, the Connecticut Division of Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON, has gone from a small basement crew to almost 100 members meeting casually in a pizza joint to discuss UFO sightings and other related things. Pretty crazy, right? This escalation in number happened when the US government came clean about Navy pilots encountering unidentified aerial phenomena in 2020. And this revelation stirred the pot further, prompting Congress to hold hearings on the matter in 2022. Plus, even social media became the hub for uniting UFO enthusiasts. And there was also a real buzz about university courses diving into the world of UFOs. But anyway, as fascination with aliens grows, Skepticism in the US is fading. In 2022, around 34% of Americans, as per polls from YouGov and Newsweek, believe UFOs are likely alien spacecraft or controlled by non-human entities, which is a jump from 20% in 1996. While the UFO craze continues in the US, what's your take on it? Do you think aliens exist? If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was researched and written by Anoop Samewal. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan and Roshni Nayar. Produced by me. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.